Hello, I'm Jill Marie, and I'm founder of the Serenity Vibration Healing and Enlightenment Technique, uh, SVH, and Serenity Ministries. Today, I'd like to speak to you about something that I believe is part of your soul purpose. To fulfill your destiny, you could join us as a member of the world team, having your presence on the journey to Israel and Jordan and make a difference for the world and your own levels of higher consciousness as we heal the wounds held in collective consciousness and anchor sacred codes to support humanity's master leap to the golden age of light through golden rose consciousness. This is a world team called to service, not from me, but from Master Jesus, who needs our help to rewrite the paradigms associated with him and his life and his work that are even now holding millions of people hostage from their destiny and the fulfillment of their soul's purpose. Things that he did and said and have been said that he did and said nearly two thousands of years ago have laid a shroud of perceptions and beliefs that Jesus feels must be healed and transformed in order for humanity to take that new leap, that leap to new levels of sovereignty and self-love and to open up the causeways of acceptance of the reality that they are meant to ascend. In the next few minutes, you and I are going to take a journey together that will give you a small idea of the sacredness of this work. And if you're meant to be on this journey, by the end of this telecast, you're going to know it. In Israel, you will walk among Jewish, Christian, and Islamic holy places, healing the kaleidoscope of bondage and indebtedness, laying the foundation for a new freedom and peace. Our world team mission will unravel the threads of suppression profiles held in the land from thousands of years of unrest, slavery, submission, religious dogma, and domination. Our tour of the old city of Jerusalem is going to bless us with countless opportunities to release the shackles of bondage held within the collective consciousness, which stem from the imprints of manipulation and submission we're going to repair fragmented encodements to free the spirit of Israel, restoring the energetic imprints of freedom to the land of milk and honey. And we'll begin at the Mount of Olives, and then we'll move gracefully through Jerusalem as masters of harmony. An essential part of this work is going to be to neutralize the collective shame and indebtedness and grief that are associated with Jesus' death march on the Via Doloroso. We're going to start at the Mount of Olives, where there was a discourse known as the Olivet, or the Little Apocalypse, where Jesus described the signs of the coming of the end times and his warning to his followers that they were going to suffer tribulation and persecution before the ultimate triumph of, of course, the kingdom of God. This occurred just prior to Jesus being anointed with spikenard by Mary Magdalene. We're going to walk with Masters Jesus and Magdalene on the Mount of Olives, linking energetically with the aspects of our soul lineage that have played roles in the rich history of this sacred mount and this area. We're going to stretch our energy back to the Jesus discourse where he described the end times and then gracefully sweep forward to the present and even to the future, carrying with us his new image of the hope for our world's graceful transition. This new image will be linked to every facet of the cosmic grids and reflected into every timeline, allowing a foundation of the principles of sovereignty, mastery, ascension, and the mindset of neutral duality to be accessible to all. 
As this mission completes, Jesus and Magdalene will unravel the threads of the Olivet. You see, only Jesus can do this. It is his words. He can claim them. He can roll back and he can make the change. But it's us that are able to help him to make it so that it sticks in collective consciousness. Because we're alive in this timeline right now and our lives are being affected by the last 2,000 years in our genetics and our own reality that's held within collective consciousness that we've been linking into. So we can actually hold on to the energy and stretch it back and say, I claim this. I claim for this to no be real in my reality. This, this is no to be real within the paradigm I'm choosing. It's like the hundred angels theory, or as they say, the hundred monkeys. You get a hundred monkeys or a hundred angels, either one, holding a belief system into collective consciousness. And what happens? It shifts and it starts to unravel the realities held by millions and millions of people. In addition to our group missions at the Mount of Olives, and throughout this entire journey of Israel and Jordan, we're going to be implementing so many personal missions. Each of us will be guided to link with the aspects of our soul lineage wherever we come into contact with them, collectively aligning with stasis moments when we'll breathe in the principles of harmony and neutrality of the golden rose consciousness in order to send the seeds of transformation just to every timeline. Can you even imagine what Jesus is going to have us do with the Garden of Gethsemane? That's at the foot of the Mount of Olives. We're going to just move through this ancient land and assist Master Jesus, but we're also going to be receiving gifts and blessings from the Creator. We're going to be making our own master leaps. One of those incredible journeys and incredible missions that we'll be implementing that is going to support our master leap as well as support collective consciousness will be at the Western Wall. This is a very sacred site to the Jewish people and it awaits your footprints because you're going to be able to link with aspects of your soul lineage to fully unleash the collective torments and mourning for that which was, never was, and the perceptions of loss that are aligned and fully linked with illusions of failures and loss and deprivation. And as we heal those threads of grief, we're going to assist to heal Israel and the world because the wailing wall is going to become for us, and of course, the hundred angels, it's going to become for us the new site of hope. No longer will it be the wailing wall. For us, it will be the singing wall and the Dome of the Rock, which is right there. To enlightened beings around the world, the Dome of the Rock holds great significance on our journey because it's the ancient site of an ascended master temple, the ethereal placement of one of the 47 vessels of the perfected knowledge. It is known to be the rock where Abraham was to slay Isaac, his son. It, it has been through history, the sacred, sacred stone that that was this, the King Solomon's temple was built around. Can you imagine when you've breathed the ancient knowledge from that space where there's going to be a flood of conscious awareness that occurs, which signals the moment of your attainment of mastery. It's going to, you're going to claim mastery of the realm you reside within. 
it's a rite of passage that can occur multiple times in your life and and in your experience of life. But the first time after igniting the sacred knowledge will define your purpose and the paths you align with the creator for this lifetime. This is a life altering moment that will align you with your divine destiny and your birthright. Each of us will have an opportunity to breathe the knowledge and also instill a perfected copy into a crystal that will seal, allowing you to carry it away with you with the energy of the perfected knowledge just to radiate from every facet of it. You can place it on your desk. You can put it under your pillow, under your bed. You can put it in your car. You can put it in your purse. You can put it in the bank vault. Wherever it is, it follows with you. The Dome of the Rock is going to play a very important role also. Because you know, in history, millions and millions of people are part of every timeline in that site. Can you imagine how many aspects of your soul lineage you're going to be able to connect with in that spot, just in the region of Israel alone, every region that we travel within, thousands and millions perhaps of the aspects of your soul lineage will have a copy of this ancient sacred knowledge, perfected knowledge transferred to them from you. That's the gift that you're giving each of the aspects of your soul lineage. Now, I wonder what happens when you receive this blast of perfected knowledge. Well, number one, it has some of the highest vibration and light quotient of anything short of creation energy on this planet. It's the perfected knowledge. It's the knowledge that exists in the end, practically, when everything is done after a thousand years of peace and awareness and expansion. So you can imagine how incredible the vibration and the light quotient and the potential for expansion is going to be breathing from your own fields as everywhere you go, you're going to be radiating this. It's a tremendous opportunity for you personally and for everyone that is blessed by being in your presence. We're going to go to King David's tomb and the room of the Last Supper. Now the Last Supper room stands over or near the original site of the Last Supper and we're going to align with the actual Last Supper. We're going to align in ways that are very, very creative. We're going to use the Cosmic Awareness Blend. We're going to move consciously through timelines to those moments we're going to stand there and I'm going to show you how to do all of this and you're going to be an expert probably before we even get there but even still everything that we're going to be doing on this mission is something that you're capable of at every level you're going to be able to complete every one of these missions in absolute perfection it's assured because your soul knows what it's meant to be doing and your consciousness is willing we're going to align with the Last Supper. We're going to be there. We're going to stand there in that timeline and in that moment and energetically assist Master Jesus as he prepares for the events to follow while holding the energy for Magdalene and the other apostles and followers of the philosophies that supported the teachings of master awareness and sovereignty and ascension and worthiness and all of that. The Last Supper was a powwow a leadership meeting, a strategy session. And whatever Jesus wants to change there or add to that meeting, we are there to support. We're there to support 
the entire new paradigm or a few changes, whatever Jesus is choosing. And then, of course, we're going to move to the Via Dolorosa. Via Dolorosa is Latin for way of grief or way of suffering, which I know that's one of the reasons why we're going there. Traditionally, it is held to be the path that Jesus walked on on the way to his crucifixion, and it's marked by nine of the 14 stations of the cross. The last five stations are inside the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, which is the focus of pilgrimage for many and is going to be one of our most important missions to help Jesus on the journey. Master Jesus is going to walk beside us on this sacred mission as we assist him to neutralize the oppressive imprints that have been repeatedly anchored into collective consciousness from his traumatic passage on that Via Dolorosa. Those imprints have been reinforced by emotional ties that have fostered subconscious beliefs of personal responsibility for the tormenting events and debt that people believe must be paid to Jesus. These beliefs are supported by religious dogma, genetic imprints, and perceptions, as well as the umbrella of collective consciousness. I want to say that we weren't alive then. Each of us is alive right now in our body. The aspects of our soul lineage that may have lived in different timelines and worlds and dimensions are the lives of those soul lineage individuals. You and me, we're us. And we're alive in this timeline. We aren't responsible for things that happened in the past. And yet thousands and millions, really, of individuals have made pilgrimage to this site and walked on this road, walked on this path called Via Dolorosa, and taken responsibility for something they had zero, zip, nothing to do with. They weren't even born yet. And yet they're carrying this this. this responsibility for the blood of Jesus and, and this, this, you know, horrible events that happened. It's true. From the teachings of Paul, it's reinforced by the words that Jesus Christ forgave us all our sins, having canceled the written code within its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us. He took it away and nailed it to the cross. Can you imagine? You see, this is something that has been taught for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years and layered into collective consciousness that Jesus nailed to the cross so that us living right now didn't have some kind of dirty, rotten stain, okay? Now in Hebrews, it said that Christ is the mediator of a new covenant, that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. Now that he has died as a ransom, to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. Good God, do you see why Jesus is choosing to rewrite his experience? His experience is being used to hold individuals in a level of awareness that blocks them from even seeing that they are worthy of their birthright, of the ascension that is their birthright, just like it was his, just like it was Everyone's that lived right then, everyone that lived before them, everyone that will live after us. And footprints the aspects of our soul lineage, those of us walking that road that were associated with the actual event of Jesus' fateful passage and the pilgrims also that have walked this road 
over nearly 2,000 years that have continued to imprint anguish and sorrow and obligation and blame, are, which, as we said, are, have energetically been stained by the blood of Jesus over and over again as their vivid thoughts and creation energy of the pilgrims relive the anguish of the event, anguish of the events is going to be released. We're going to assist Jesus to release it. Not taking these experiences away from the people who have gone to this road to experience whatever it is that they were choosing to experience. We're no touching that. That would be manipulative. What we are choosing to do is allow Jesus and assist Jesus to release the energy that they're feeding upon to fuel that negativity and that suppression profile that is linking his story to collective consciousness. This is a huge mission. We will be joined by Master Jesus as we begin our walk on the Via Dolorosa, consciously linking to his fateful day in 31 AD. We're going to stretch our energy from the actual day of events through the full spectrum of days leading to the present. We're going to stay in a positive, loving, focused mindset that is going to assist Jesus the most. And we'll energetically link to the via in all timelines, assisting Jesus to bathe the expanse with rays of healing light. This will neutralize the region and lay a new foundation of freedom, peace, sovereignty, and all that good stuff to support the theme of his harmonious teachings, which really highlight the message of hope that he's left as his heritage for all, but which has been overshadowed by all of the death stuff. So it's a hope of Master Jesus that the collective focus will shift from sorrow to joy and from blame to acceptance, celebrating his life and teachings rather than a focus that fosters these visions of torment and pain that he's choosing to rewrite. He's choosing to, to rewrite the fact that he was even crucified. He's choosing to rewrite that he was tortured. It's our mission that will assist the current focus that will be best served by the new reality of sovereignty and harmony that Jesus and the other masters of this world are choosing to imprint over the renderings that are held in the prime focus for the lives and advancements. It's, it's the desire of Jesus to release the collective blame that's directed to the Roman Empire and to Pontius Pilate, who was extremely reluctant to execute Jesus. As a matter of fact, Pontius Pilate blamed the Jewish hierarchy for the death sentence. Jesus asks us also to help him to shift the energy of his dear friend Judas, who reportedly played a role that turned Jesus over to the authorities and the Jews and all of that. But let's help Jesus to release the energy around his friend because he played a very important role that Jesus asked him to play. We'll also assist him to release the blame of the Jews who were presented with an opportunity to spare the scourging and all of, all of the, um, the events that followed. But they chose to set another man free instead. So they made a personal choice 
that is being damned and held in this, this negative suppressive energy for thousands of years. I think it's time, and Jesus believes it's time, for these individuals to be looked at as someone who made a choice. And that's it. All choices are honored. Neutrality. Loving and honoring everyone's choices, maybe not joining in with the choices and saying, I would do the same, but just loving the person's part that they played. Because Jesus, by the way, set the role in place for them to play that role. We're going to expand our mission to infuse sacred rays into the fields of every being that was engaged in the events, whether they played their role as a follower of Jesus' teachings, a tormentor, a soldier and onlooker. Uh, above all, we're going to assist the collective to release Master Jesus from the blame for his part in the creations of the events and his choices to now stop them or inability to do so. Do you notice we're doing layers here? Jesus is choosing to rewrite that he ever was crucified, that he ever was tormented, that he ever had any of those experiences, and that he lived his life as a great master and ascended. We're helping him to do that. But we're also moving through these layers that are held in these realities that are written into collective consciousness. So we're helping to hold the consciousness of a new paradigm, a new reality that is free of all the suppression, and we're also helping to mop up everything that was part of the energy that others carried forward in their genetics, as well as the, the energy that is held in the collective of the events. So we're, we've got a lot of layered work that we're implementing. And believe me, your soul is totally locked in to what it's meant to do. It knows what it's going to be doing. And you're going to be consciously anchoring the assistance that Jesus needs, which gives us the loophole to be able to make these shifts in the collective consciousness as the hundred angels. Jesus and our team are going to assist to shift the imprints of blame to a space of neutrality that honors every player's role in the drama of the experience. And we're going to support the new reality, as I mentioned, that Jesus desires to create that will hold a wholly different ending to his story. We're basically going to also get out of the way of ourselves because you know we're carrying the genetic imprints and we've been holding these realities that he's choosing to remove and replace into collective consciousness right along with everyone else. But we're going to rewrite that. You see, using the Serenity tools, we're going to have the creator as our, our, our ally that is going to be rescripting all the way as we're walking through so that we can be in harmony and peace. And as I say, get out of the way, allowing ourselves to be an instrument, an instrument of God, to assist in releasing these suppressive layers of embedded formatting that are blocking people from their own ascension mode. The Via Doloroso will be energetically transformed from the way of grief and suffering to the way of neutrality and golden rose consciousness, which supports this incredible inner knowing and budding conscious awareness of the truth of the mastery path of every being which ultimately leads to the ascension, of course. Everyone's ascension. And we're going to end that journey on the Via Dolorosa at the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, which is a very, very special moment in our journey because we are going to enter the church with 
an opportunity to view the historic tomb of Jesus. Again, we're going to have that opportunity to follow the directions of Master Jesus as we assist him to wash away the imprints of bondage from the historic placements that hold the collective imprints of pain and anguish and guilt. And we're going to roll back to Jesus' actual ascension and hold the space for him as he makes his transition to the next phases of his master journey. Imagine this. We're going to release the illusion of time and stand in that spot, linking our energy, our consciousness, and hold the space for Jesus' ascension. You're going to be guided by your soul and your higher consciousness and your desire to assist as you connect with the aspects of your soul lineage all through this journey to complete missions that are a component of your purpose for this lifetime. Like going to the Israel Museum. This is where a lot of the Dead Sea Scrolls are housed, as well as uh, manuscripts from the Hebrew Bible and rare ancient manuscripts. Now imagine this. As we come into the energy field of these scrolls and artifacts, we're going to use a divine loophole to link our energy fields to those of the authors of them that are members of our soul lineages transferring the ancient knowledge that we acquired at the Temple Mount, Vessel of Knowledge, allowing our cosmic archive of perfected universal truths to aid them as they wrote those actual scrolls. So think about this for a minute. Whatever medium they were writing with, I don't care if it was ink, I don't care what it was, these individuals had the pen in their hand or whatever implement, and they're writing onto the Dead Sea Scrolls and maybe chipping it into rock. There's a lot of incredible ancient manuscripts and, and of course, a lot of archaeological treasures in this museum. So what we're going to be doing is we're linking. Now, if it's a chisel, we're linking to the, where the chisel made the mark, which leads to the hand, which held the hammer. It's the pen in the hand with the ink or the medium cro crossing over onto the, uh, onto the manuscript, following up the arm into the individual, we're connecting with the energy field of the individual that is writing the text. Now, it, the, for this to work and for this divine loophole to even work, it has to be an aspect of your soul lineage. But we're going to trail this energy right to the person when they are making some of the most important offerings to individuals throughout history. They're writing something, and all of a sudden, they're going to get the aha of a lifetime, aren't they? And the Ascended Master Cloak from their future Master Self placed around their shoulder is going to expand their light cord. Because we're going to have the Creator and all of the masters, angels, and guides that are working with them, sing in their auric field, radiate them with divine light, and assist them to be able to integrate, almost like channeling, the pure, pristine truth that has the potential to be able to cross through in these writings. Of course, it will come through their filters, but it'll be really, really a profound experience for them to be able to receive that knowledge and whatever is written on these texts the Dead Sea Scrolls, chiseled into stone, whatever the medium is, is going to be reflecting your gift to them. As a matter of fact, 
you'll be able to look at the Dead Sea Scrolls, some of these artifacts, in a wholly different manner, won't you? Because you'll be sitting there looking at them and walking through the museum, feeling your energy and the shifts that were a part of your role in the writing of them, which is pretty amazing, really, going back in time to assist in the writing of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Very auspicious. We're also on this journey going to go to the Holocaust Museum, which I think is really an important part of our journey because this is a travesty that occurred in our timeline that we can kind of uh, move into energetically and kind of blanket the timeline and the actual span of the Holocaust and assist each of these victims in their death transition and will assist the survivors as well by anchoring a beacon of light in each placement to radiate hope and a vision of freedom that is going to come. Now, imagine this. Imagine that we have the creator place a hologram before each of these individuals that are going to make it. They're going to make that transition um, to freedom, okay, instead of the transition to the death of their body. And each of them every day wakes up not knowing what is going to be the reality that's going to occur and unfold for their day. Who's going to die? Who's going to disappear? And then never see them again, things like that. Well, what if we had the creator who can do anything, make a holographic image that the brain and the subconscious can see for every single one of these women, children, men of all ages and have that image just shining to them so that their brain engages it, their subconscious engages it, and it will start the brain, as we know, will start talking to the, to, to the consciousness. And if the, the brain sees the pathways that are the creator showing uh, through this hologram. The brain is going to go forward in time and see that what the potentials might be for that to occur. And because the brain is a great little tracker, it's going to see, yes, uh, according to the fact that all of the allied troops are in such and such a place, and this is a potential that they could by this certain day reach this. Yes, this is true. Hold on, have hope have faith. You're going to be able to be reunited with these members of your family. You're going to be able to escape. You're going to be able to have a life of freedom, all these different things. It's a beautiful, beautiful gift that we can give these individuals. And we're going to be standing within this Holocaust museum, perhaps feeling, sensing the, the sadness, the anguish and the pain of many, many individuals that either had, um, you know, members of their family that were lost in the Holocaust or members of the family that were part of, of, of the travesty, uh, inflicting the pain and anguish on others. And, and also, if you think about it, the individuals, many of them that enter that, uh, that particular museum, they're there to pay respect to the individuals that fell as well as those that were able to make it. And so we'll be able to blanket that area as well with a beautiful energy of light. I call it the Amphara energy. Can you imagine placing Amphara energy in every single light out outlet? And Amphara is like a, a neutral, delicious energy that radiates hope and harmony and uh, release of, of conflict. I'm going to be doing some similar work to that at Mount Masada. Mount Masada was the last stronghold of the Jews revolting against Roman rule after the destruction of the Second Temple in 70 AD. We're going to ascend Masada by cable car. 
Or some of us are going to walk up the ramp that was built by Jewish slaves to the Roman army that besieged the stronghold, uh, as most of us know, only to find the storehouses ablaze and all but two of the 938 rebels dead from a mass suicide. Our group, Healing Mission, is going to encompass the full scope of the layered emotions and perceptions that were fostered by the historic events that unfolded at Masada. We're going to be working with suppression, fears, grief, and hopelessness that became the framework for these rebels' fight for freedom and their eventual suicides. We're going to address all of these imprints of separation. In addition to the mistreatment of the Jewish slaves used to build that rampart, you see, that ramp was being built by Jewish slaves so that their captors could use the ramp to climb up to the top of this, this stronghold and enslave and capture and kill their very brothers. So this is a tremendous imprint that locked into collective consciousness of hopelessness. We're going to enter that fortress, to heal that fortress and see the new image of sovereignty that's going to activate a wave of newly encoded imprints to support our individual and collective master walk. Now this is where I want you to pay special attention because this is about you. This is about your master leap to higher consciousness, laying the foundation for your ascension. In the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, they have this little section of the uh, at the end that they talk about. Every time there a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Well, on Masada, you will not only get your wings, but a new gift will be handed to you from the creator that has never been given to any other being on this world in any stage of mastery, any timeline, ever. You personally will have an activation that will activate a part of your master genetics that supports personal freedom from the dominion of others, purging the seeds of slavery from our bones, tissues, and layers of consciousness, beginning at the inception of self. When is the inception of self? We're not talking about your soul right now. We're talking about your body, that physical presence that your soul is residing within. It began with the first Adams and Eves in your line. The seeds of this emancipation is going to be instilled, as I said, for the first time on this world at a set time when we are in the fortress. At that moment, we will be ordained by the Creator as Knights of the Golden Rose, Keepers of Neutrality. And with these words, we will be uplifted and reminded of the sanctity of our sacred purpose within the Creator's plan. Listen to this. You shall be holy. For I, the Lord your God, am holy. Might as well be a bell ringing, because in that moment, you will receive your wings. You'll be knights of the golden rose, keepers of neutrality. And unlike those rebels who prefer death to surrender, you will claim your divine right to freedom and step into your new role as a sovereign being that is ordained to experience an ascendance of abundance, health, joy, and harmony is your birthright. It's going to be a very, very pinnacle moment in our journey. At some point, we'll cross the border of Israel into Jordan at Elat and make our way to Aqaba. After a night's rest in our luxury hotel in Aqaba, 
Those of us that are camping are going to take a small overnight bag and travel to our rendezvous point where we're going to meet our Bedouin group. And we'll load into jeeps and head out into what I call the splendiferous red deserts of the Wadi Rum and create memories that are going to live forever with us as some of the greater adventures ever undertaken in this life. We're going to be transported to another time as we journey into the red sands and experience life as, as nomads on a a romantic adventure that we're just going to hope never ends. It's going to be so wonderful to sleep in Bedouin tents, eat their native foods, gather around the campfires at night, listening to their traditional music of their, their ancestors. And we're going to be implementing some sacred work, something very, very important. But I, I must say to you that at this time, I have no idea what it is. The creator will let us know. And when those that are choosing to remain in Aqaba, rejoin us the following day. We're going to be heading to the magical adventures that wait us at Petra. We are going to experience two glorious nights in Petra. You can't have too much time in Petra. It's so incredible. It's so neat. And you're going to have an opportunity to have an optional excursion, which is a Turkish bath. And there's tons of time to shop in the village and lots to buy. Really, really fun. Depending on the local schedule, we might also have an opportunity for an optional excursion that uh, will take us in a candlelight stroll through the Sikh to the treasury. And that's really neat because there are thousands of candles that are lighting the way. So you're going through basically in the dark with starlight and maybe a little bit of moon if you're lucky. And all these thousands of incredible little you know, illuminations that are lighting your way. It's magical. When you get to the treasury, you sit down on blankets and they bring you sweet tea and you listen to them do this little concert for you under the stars and it's very, very sweet. And then you just wander back with your thoughts. That candlelight walk into the seek is silent. I suggest that you bring an iPod or something to play music and you put your headset on listening to the music that just opens up your heart and all of your chakras and just float in listening to this exquisite music, just being aligned with every step in the greatest levels of harmony. You could make it into a Petra meditation walk. When we enter during the daylight, though, we're going to enter by foot or by carriage, and we're going to claim a life-changing mastery gift from the crater that's going to assist your consciousness to leap as you complete thousands and perhaps millions of facets of your soul's purpose within a 47-minute journey through a major portal system. You will then move your etheric body to a subterranean chamber just below the treasury to claim a mastery gift of great proportion. We're going to have plenty of time to wander around Petra, climb up to the monastery or ride a camel or a donkey, we're going to have beautiful food, stay in a wonderful hotel, and then we'll depart. And over the next days that follow, we're going to just allow our inner guidance and our master intuition to guide us in, in such places as Karak Castle, Madaba, Mount Nebo, Jarash, and Umkes. And throughout this time, our luxury hotel is going to be at the Dead Sea. That's going to be our satellite point which will allow us to move from site to site over the days, always returning to the sea each night to just bask in the energy and healing waters and prepare for the next day's adventures and service. 
the ultimate experience of the Dead Sea is going to be our floating meditation. But if you want to participate from shore, know that you just stick your toes in the water and you'll be able to assist masterfully. We're going to float effortlessly on the healing heavenly waters as we utilize an advanced method of ancient breathing to infuse these waters with love. We want to restore the energetic imprint of the bio network that's been disturbed from the harvesting of the salts and the mud. So while honoring all facets of the mining and export operations, we're going to assist Gaia to reestablish the energetic imprints of divine ideal balance to the sea, which I am so excited to be a part of. Through this guided interactive meditation, we'll hold energetic and conscious placement within the Dead Sea and alongside for those of you that are going to be having your toes in the water. And as our love infuses the water, we're going to stretch our auric field to encompass the shorelines of both Jordan and Israel. And even though we can see the lights of Jericho and Jerusalem by night, we're going to stretch our fields out to actually feel them. And from the beach or the water, we'll ancient breathe to connect with all sentience and sentient beings in Israel, inhaling an image of truth of each of their soul's magnificence. When we exhale from our heart, we'll bathe all that our last breath touched upon to confirm our recognition and appreciation of them and their parts that are being played in this journey. We'll breathe peace, harmony, serenity, and acceptance to all sentient beings residing in Israel and then extend beyond surrounding borders to all of Israel's neighboring countries to establish unity and a harmonious association. As a final point of honor, we'll breathe love to the wholeness of this world, touching all sentient beings with our imprint of the universal principles of divine neutrality, calling upon the Creator and all of the Masters of Light working with us in our progression of lightness. We'll ask them to assist us to link to the love and light like mind grid, expanding collective love like a salve throughout all of the Middle Eastern countries, while creating a neutral bridge linking them harmoniously to all countries of this world so that they can feel love and acceptance and, and to feel like they can lay down the rope so that there's no more tug of war. And then we're going to assist Jesus. This is part of a very important role that Jesus has asked us to complete as part of the world team mission that we're being called to serve. It's a Bethany. This is the beginning of Jesus's journey to rewrite the history of the expansion that has shifted and changed the collective consciousness. It doesn't matter if we begin our journey in Bethany or end it. It is definitely the beginning for Jesus. And he is asking for your help if you're willing. This is a sacred site of the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River. And as you walk through this historical area, you're going to step into the footprints of many, many aspects of your soul lineage. At this historic spot, we're going to assist Master Jesus and the whole of humanity. It is the desire of Jesus to release the genetic and collective imprinting of unworthiness that support the need to be cleansed in order to be aligned with the Creator and one's own Holy Spirit. So here we're going to have an opportunity to be baptized at the Jordan River. This novel experience is going to move above and beyond the traditional baptisms that were originally designed to wash away the sin in preparation to be fully loved and appreciated by God. As I mentioned before, Master Jesus intends to start his new beginning here at Bethany because this is where 
he received his baptism and the dove appeared above his head, which they equate with the Holy Spirit, and he began his ministry at this point. But the truth is, he began his ministry many, many years before that and attained mastery and was in a mastered state before his feet ever hit the Jordan River for that baptism. The new paradigm is going to reflect advanced principles that will initiate a wave through time to set a foundation for the new age that is upon us right even now. And this is going to assist the foundations of worthiness, mastery, ascension, sovereignty, which will catch us in its wake and carry us forward to lead the collective expansion that's going to be carried on the harmonious principles of neutrality, self-appreciation, self-love. Truth, how can we possibly expect to evolve to higher consciousness as a collective or even individually and ascend if we don't love and appreciate the magnificence of self? We've got to re rediscover the truth of our Holy Spirit within. It's only then that as a collective and individually, we can truly love unconditionally and embrace the principles of neutrality and see ourselves ascending. Allow ourselves to even imagine us being worthy of being ascending masters. So as we move through the steps of baptism here in Bethany, we'll energetically connect with aspects of our soul lineage that have traversed this region and Activate a collective wave of awareness that will assist them to establish a recognition of their Holy Spirit within. And they'll join us as we focus the new imprints of worthiness that will be set forth through the ages. Your baptism is going to be carried on the waves of time forward to this timeline that we're in right now. And you will be baptized by Master Jesus and John the Baptist. John the Baptist enthusiastically joins our team as we collectively send perfected images of worthiness forward through nearly 2,000 years of timelines to support paradigm shifts that will help to activate a collective acceptance of the Holy Spirit within and one's legacy and master awareness. And if you choose, we will assist blessed John the Baptist to be able to rewrite the history of every baptism that he performed and all baptisms that carried his name and the energy of the baptisms that he began clear through time. A special request was made by Jesus for each of us to hold a card with his channeled baptism written on it. His words are going to ring out through the ages as he implements each of our baptisms, and we will link to that and carry it forward as we read the baptism words along with him. These here are the words that Jesus gave me that will be spoken as he baptizes you. These waters baptize you as a remembrance of the purity of self and the purity of thy spirit. There is no act in this life or any other that can soil or diminish your light. There is no thought that can drive the purity of thy holy self into darkness. You are the light. You spawn from light. From light you shall always be. May these waters and the imprint of your holiness that they represent be your constant companion in this life. As you move through the peaks and valleys of your journey to ascension, may you always remember that you are love. May you always remember that you are light. You know, there are so much 
more to this journey that you can read about on the website and even more of it that is going to come along with us as we're walking the steps. There are many missions that have never been captured yet. Some will happen in the instant while we're there. I've only pinpointed the major placements of our work to assist Master Jesus in some of the important work that we know about now where you'll receive exclusive transformational master leaping gifts and the completion of many aspects of your soul's purpose. These aspects of the work and the receiving of master gifts must be implemented and claimed in person in these placements. So if it is your destiny to be there, you're going to know it in your heart. And though your conscious mind might attempt to stop you, the master within you will know allow it. Like you and me and the rest of the team, we'll know when it's our destiny to facilitate in this journey and we'll not let anything get in our way. We won't let anything stop us from assisting Jesus to release the crippling energy being used to suppress the truth of every sentient being's right, privilege, and destiny to ascend. We won't let anyone or anything stop us from claiming the mastery gifts and the mantle of knighthood of the golden rose consciousness. There are going to be some that support this mission from home, sending energy and light to assist us. But if you know that you're meant to walk the master walk of this journey, don't let anything stop you. Not money, not the opinion of others, and surely not the fear of the mastery leaps that you'll make in your own evolution higher consciousness. If you think there are blocks, contact an SVH practitioner and ask them to assist you to release the barriers and blocks that would be stopping you or blocking you from being able to step firmly on the path of this journey. If you are a serenity practitioner, you know what to do. <laughs> Just go to work. There are only 40 places that are allotted for this journey. If you're one of the 40 participants that will walk this master walk, you know it already. You know it right now. Because your heart and your spirit are speaking to you loud and clear. And in order for us to hold your space on this journey, we must have your commitment now. Time is of the essence, so please go to www.serenitytravels.com and read the whole mission statement, where we're going to go, what we're going to do, and register for the journey with a deposit. If you know that you're coming and it might take you a week or two for you to get the deposit together, please contact Ben or myself at 208-938-2722 and we'll put you on a special list that tentatively holds a space for you. We believe that this master maker journey is going to cost about 5,500 U.S. dollars from JFK, slightly less for those individuals that are arriving in Amman, Jordan, ahead of us or at the same time as we are and beginning their, their journey from that spot. Amman, Jordan is our arrival and departure destination for this journey. Also, I plan to host recorded conference call meetings to support mission preparation, and each of us is going to receive a copy of Jesus' prayer. We're going to step into our master role in this journey prepared, ready to go, knowing exactly what we're there to do, and most blessedly, everything that can be auto-profiled will be, so that our higher consciousness and our soul and our consciousness will be working in concert with one another and Master Jesus and all the masters, angels, and guides that are assisting us so that the Creator's desire for us and our leap in mastery and for the assistance of Jesus so He can release the bondage of what's been 
implemented with the story of his journey so that we can assist the collective to be able to be released from the belief that they are uh, unworthy so that the collective reality can begin to have the imprint and carry it forward of freedom, freedom to ascend, freedom to attain mastery and self-awareness and a belief that we are worthy and knowing that we are love. Now, can you see why I knew that you were meant to be on this journey? I'm speaking to you individually because I believe that you are a part of something very, very big. It's a huge wave that is just driving the energy of ascension forward for the whole world. This isn't about religion. This is not about Catholicism, Christianity. It's not about Judaism, Islamic, Buddhist, or any other religion or culture or dogma. This is about the collective expansion. We're moving beyond religion. We're moving beyond faith to knowing, knowing truth, knowing love, knowing the truth of our purpose, and knowing that our birthright is within grasp. Yes, our birthright. Ascension is your birthright. Prosperity, harmony, honoring relationships, love, mastery, they're all your birthright. Say it with me. I'm claiming my birthright. I'm claiming it now. I'm claiming it for always. <sighs> Just take a breath. Feel that ripple through. I want to thank you for your time and for your support of the collective expansion and for considering Jesus's request for your assistance. It is a call to service for you and your soul. If you choose to accept this mission, you will be making a new history and assisting Jesus to rewrite the energy of an old one. Namaste.